everybody, and welcome to Roll It, a movie podcast. I am one of your hosts, Ryan, and with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Ty Lor. How you doing, Ty? What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much. It's it's late, so... It uh... is. It is. We, kinda, <laughs> we had some things pop up in the last couple of weeks that threw us off, so yeah, it's kind of finally it's reaching equilibrium. Late. It's doubly late. Yeah, we're late by a week. It's going to be coming out a week after we planned, yeah, because we both had... Uh, Stuff come up, like you said, and we're recording late. Uh, at it's a night, school so. night. It's a school night. <laughs> it's a school night. Yeah, <laughs> we're uh, recording late so on a school night. We'll see how on the ball we are. And to to throw another whole wrench into things, I don't have a lot to talk about with this movie. Uh, this week we are talking about the film from two thousand, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Castaway, starring Tom Hanks and a volleyball. So and Wilson, t- Wilson, say his name his, in, in his only credited role, first and last. <laughs> um, so Ty, what did you uh, what did you think about this movie? Um, I kind of have a hot take on it, dude. I don't think Tom Hanks is good in it at all. <laughs> I I don't think. Uh, did he did he win an Academy Award for this or was he nominated? No, I, can't I think remember. I think he was nominated for one. I don't know if he won it, but we should probably do that research. Um, I don't think he was, dude. I don't think he was good in it, and I think he's a good actor. I just don't think he that wasn't it for him, man. From in my humble opinion, uh, I yeah. well, you agree, you disagree. No, I I think he was fine, and I don't think he was bad. Nah, I don't I think any I actor in two thousand could have done a better job than that. I I don't think one best actor. He oh, won. the Golden Globes uh, won okay. the Golden Globe for best actor and nah. was nominated for. Still, nevertheless, I don't think nah. he was that good. Uh, I thought he was fine, but I I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I think, think the problem was, is he still his reminds best me of. I think he. I think the problem was he was still reminding me of like Forrest Gump. <laughs> like he just they, Zemeckis. Yeah, I know, and, and I think it's just like there because what was Forrest Gump like the year I was born? I think I think it was like ninety four. Ninety four, I believe. And 90, was it ninety five? No, it was ninety four. I think Forrest Gump was Pulp Fiction year. I think you're right. I think it was they 94. Came out I thought the same it was the year, year I was born. because yeah. because I think I think Forrest Gump won best picture. <laughs> yeah. Rather than Pulp Fiction, which uh, anyway. Expected. Um <laughs> the Academy, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um no, but I I don't know if that's just why. I don't I don't know. Anyways, aside from that, <laughs> honestly like I thought the camera work was awesome. I thought the uh I thought the editing was great. And I thought the storyline was interesting, and I liked how they moved the story along, you know. And I liked the little um, things that they did to kind of keep you thinking, you know. But it, yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, those twelve lines of dialogue could have been delivered probably better by somebody else. I don't have somebody in mind, but I don't think it was Tom Hanks, dude. And I don't know why. And that's probably no, just he, a dumb. I yeah, I, I do agree. I disagree with you. I thought he was fine in the role. I just thought. Well, anyway, keep going. Keep going. Oh, I mean, he was fine, and I think a lot of people could have done better, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't have another name to throw in there. It's just like That's I what I mean. I'm back. trying to think of who would have done better. Yeah, I mean, I, it's in probably the, a dumb opinion. Like, like, what actor in the year 2000? Like, this was, this was peak Tom Hanks. 
No, it was it Pete Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. And I, and it, well, I mean, like, the 90s were kind of Pete eh. Tom, Tom like, Hanks was, like, 15 years of peak. He was peak for a long, like, from the, like, 80s, he was, like, peak in, like, the young Tom Hanks way. And then late 90s, he was... Dude, I like old Tom. Like I like old Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. I like old Tom <laughs> Hanks better than young Tom Hanks. I don't, yeah. I think, dude, mean, uh, in, uh, what was the, what was the, his latest movie that, I think it was, no, like, an you Amazon mean old, thing. old. You mean old, yeah, old Tom like Hanks. his most recent uh, when he was yeah, in yeah. what is uh, News of the World? I think it was. Yeah, I thought he did great in that. Dude. I in thought this, that was. He's in this Elvis movie coming up too. Did you see that? I didn't know. Yeah, I saw it. Was, I'll they, check that out. Preview. That's cool. You didn't see the previews before uh, you saw Maverick the other night. I probably was, did. Uh, yeah. Dude, I was at the, I was, was at the drive-ins. I saw Maverick in the drive-ins, which was really awesome. But it also means that you're at the you know, so you're getting situated. And then you're like, oh, we need a radio. But you don't want to run your car radio all night, so you go and give them a, you know, you go give them your driver's license, so they know you won't steal the radio, and then ten dollars. <laughs> and then at the end of the night, so you know, it costs ten dollars like for of, the radio. Yeah, what dude, I know. And then you know they're, uh, you know, you're watching a movie, and then you're smelling all this popcorn. You're like, well. It's, <laughs> got to get popcorn. Anyway. But they moral, only accept cash. Moral, and so, you know, you go back. Anyways, yeah. Moral of the story is old Tom Hanks, I think, is better than young Tom Hanks. Um, no, the movie was fine. I, I'm just saying, I think I think it might it could have benefited from another actor. And that's See, as far I, as I've thought I, about it. I haven't even put much more thought into it. That's probably why it's a dumb opinion. I feel the opposite. I think Tom Hanks carries it. And the movie itself isn't that good. That's my hot take. I think the movie uh, was good, though. I thought it was like... Meh. It was meh. What do you mean, meh? Uh, I mean, meh. It was like... It was fine. Like, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It was right. like... It didn't... Like, a solid 6 out of 10. Like, it's... Uh, it the, the... Of course, the castaway section, or segment, whatever. The, the island se- segment... Obviously, is like by far the best part of the movie. Yeah, the beginning and the especially once he gets back, like that's way too. How much long did, did how much did FedEx pay? Totally for this? unnecessary. Nothing actually. They like gave them. It was like kind of a what's the word when there's like an animal that like lives on another animal and like does stuff for it. And it's like, <laughs> uh, anyway, it was like the I think Zemeckis. Zemeckis or Hanks or somebody went to FedEx and because they were originally they were going to use like a fake production company. Anyway, they got a hold of FedEx and FedEx was like, yeah, we'll do that. And it didn't they didn't charge because normally, of course, product placement. You, right. You know, but they they FedEx didn't charge any money. They gave him like uh, I don't know if advisors is the right word consultants to like for whatever factual stuff and. I guess factual stuff about the company to make sure everything looked right and this and that and the uh, terminology and stuff like that. But yeah, it was uh, so it was kind of like a mutual beneficial thing because it it makes the it, it of course makes the story more believable. Right. That you see. Seems I don't like think real, it would be. I, like I think I would have not liked the story if it was a fake production, like a fake mailing company. Yeah, I, I agree. You needed a real company there. Yeah. But it is kind of surprising. Like, I get that it, it's, I get that it's obviously like FedEx all over the place. So of course FedEx is going to love that. But in the same vein, it's like 
it's not in the normal like it's not in the normal oh look at that product it's 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 not necessarily showing the company in a bad light but not it's pretty it's neutral the, ground uh, for a company like any company would love best, to be that it's not in the best frame I mean, let's show one of our one of our planes going down and a bunch of our employees dying. Uh, and then this dude has to live on an island with some of our boxes. You know what I mean? It's not like a company's it's not it's not uh, a foregone conclusion that a company's going to agree to that. You dude, know, 100 percent. I mean? That company loves it. It shows how the, the depths, the, the extremes that their workers will go to get you a package. <laughs> They're like, It'll listen, we could we literally had people die. We had people die, and then he lived <laughs> on an island for four years. He still in brought four you years package. from six hundred. He had to drift five hundred miles in the sea <laughs> on wood <laughs> with a porter potty as a sail. But you know what? <laughs> it might have taken four and a half years, but you got that volleyball, Johnny, didn't you? You got that. The porta potty was a shelter, man. The porta potty was a shelter. You it also have acted a as a sail. It also acted as a sail whenever it blew up in those storms. I thought that's just when he lost it. <laughs> uh, it stayed up for a while. I figured it was just like acting as a sail. I mean, obviously, it wasn't a real sail. <laughs> oh, maybe sale, it yeah. was. Uh, but anyway, my point is that he, it was even <laughs> harder for him to move because he didn't even have a sail. He had to row with his little oh, yeah. saturated oar. Uh, and he lost his best friend. It's rough, and he still yeah. delivered the package. Not on time, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but, hey, you know, things happen. But, hey. but no, it is an interesting setup because uh, I think he had a he originally had the fictional company because he didn't think a company would sign on for that, and then, of course, and then they got FedEx and worked out pretty well. But anyway, like I was saying earlier, I, it's just like – this this movie just doesn't like I was watching. I just wasn't like drawn in. Uh, so it's been a did, long time since I watched. Did this. you like it? Would you have said you liked it before before you rewatched it this time? I wouldn't have been confident enough to say either way. I would. I have probably said, would have confidently I said I liked it. I would have probably said it was. I remember it being fine. You know, I remember being. I probably would have said I remember it being a pretty good movie. But uh, I it's been. At least 15 years since I've watched this, probably. And I remember, you know, like, there's yeah. certain parts. I, You know, of course, I remembered that he didn't open the one package. That's pretty mm-hmm. memorable. Oh, remembered Wilson and remembered uh, him knocking his tooth out. That's pretty much it. How could you forget him? That's uh, one of the most traumatizing scenes in dude, that, cinema history. That's, dude. like, the scene I remembered most. Like, yeah. I ne- never forgot. As soon he- as he opened the, those yeah. skates, I was like, it came back to me, came rushing back to me. And I was like, oh, no. Because I totally forgot that they telegraphed the tooth from all the way at the beginning of the movie. He's like, oh, I got to get this tooth worked on next week. You know, when he's on the phone like yeah. the first 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah, they plant that seed all the way at the beginning. Because in my head, it had been so long since I watched this. Like, in my head, I was like, oh, he just gets a cavity from living on an island without a toothbrush for uh, two years. But yeah, I, I kind of forgot that they telegraphed that out at the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, it was interesting. Like some of those things, things, like knowing like that, I probably didn't notice watching it the first time, you know, but like, mm-hmm. you know, now for the purposes of this podcast and just like how, how, you know, you kind of change in the ways that you watch movies and stuff. Um, 
I feel like watching it back now, I was just like, oh, yeah, you can see when they're planting seeds on things. Even, like, when he was like, I know where there's 30 more feet of rope. You know what I mean? And then, like, they pulled that up. You were kind of like, it didn't give you a lot. You were like, what was that? What was that all about? You know? Hmm. And And then then it goes on on to, yeah, like, then you're like, holy cow. You know? Yeah, I forgot about that. It does, like, a lot of, dude, that that was pretty, like, holy cow, you know? Yeah, because in the back of your head, I think you're watching this. You're kind of like, who wouldn't contemplate that a little bit? Like, this seems insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not to like just jump erratically to another subject, but I've been watching a lot of Alone lately, and it's kind of crazy how like a how a TV show hasn't grasped onto this and just been like, we'll do the FedEx challenge, you know? And then they pair up with somebody and they're like, hey, we're gonna steal five packages, send them off with these Mm -hmm. contestants, but if your if your package is picked will send you the exact thing and a million dollars or or they could just put random stuff in boxes and give it to the people yeah i thought of that too but how much funny like <laughs> how, wouldn't it be way more funny if it was real people stuff <laughs> yeah like you're just like or they could oh a beanie like, like a beanie baby oh i got a poshmark <laughs> set of jorts <laughs> like uh they uh they could like scan the boxes just like scan random boxes on a FedEx truck or a UPS truck. Ah, uh, yeah, and, and see what's like, in it and then replicate them or something. See what's in it and then just put them in, put those things in other boxes. But see, I, I think like that would be interesting. Thinking right? outside the box, Todd. That's what I'm, that's what I'm I saying. Like uh, maybe maybe we should like copyright that or something. I know. Should we call the producers of Alone and just be like, hey, listen, I have an idea. We'll find our own producers. <laughs> or why don't we be our own, own producers? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we need our own money first. The FedEx challenge. Dude, we can. <laughs> Everybody would watch that, man. We don't need that much money. We're just going to put people out in the woods and tell them to film themselves. We could do our own pilot with just <laughs> us. Yeah, exactly, dude. Exactly. Um, all right, let me do a summary. Sorry. Before we, we haven't even got to the summary up. yet. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I know. All right, so this is kind of a long summary for a guy who was just sitting on an island for four years. But, <laughs> for a dude uh, who had 13 lines this entire movie. Yeah. What do you think about Bruce um, Willis? Uh, Johnny Depp. So. I just looked up 1990s actors. Johnny Depp. No, nah, not Johnny Depp. Maybe Brad Pitt. Uh, all right. Let me do a summary. Here we all go. right. We're gonna agree with Brad Pitt. <laughs> Chuck Nolan is a higher up at FedEx and is obsessed with time and efficiency. Despite constant travel, he lives at home in Memphis with his or with his girlfriend Kelly. On Christmas 1995, Chuck has to travel yet again. So he promises Kelly he'll be back in time for New Year's and leaves her with a possible engagement ring as a Christmas present. But as the plane is crossing the Pacific, it goes down. And Chuck is the only survivor. He washes ashore on an island and begins to fight for his survival. He becomes better and better along the way with the assistance of some FedEx packages, notably a Wilson volleyball that keeps him company. Four years later, he decides to finally build a raft and escape, going out to sea. After a harrowing few days, he is discovered by a shipping boat and brought home. But to his dismay, Kelly has already married and started a family, which Chuck, after a while, comes to accept. He then takes the one package he refused to open while on the island to its home and attempts to decide where his next adventure will take him. End of movie. So, uh, 
the ending. Do you, uh, what are your thoughts on never knowing what's in the box? Yeah, we kind of touched it right before. I, yeah, I do kind of like that, you know, because it could have been, it could have been his saving grace from before. I don't know, you know, there's just like a whole bunch of what ifs. Uh, we talked about the ending right before we started recording, and, um, they drag it out a lot. <laughs> they do. They do. Yeah. This um, first of all, this movie does not need to be two hours and twenty three minutes no, long. I think no. that's what it is. Like, what the hell, Robert Zemeckis? I think maybe they did that so you know what it's like to be stuck on an island for four years by yourself. <laughs> maybe I guess, <laughs> but like the island section wasn't even that long. I like, was kind of surprised at how late in the game Wilson came into play. Because <laughs> he, uh, he was. I can't remember. I was watching this on my well. I was watching it on my computer and had it like HDMI to my TV. And anyway, wow, the point dude, of that the is the purist to say in me thinks that's disgusting. My, my internet went out. Hey, the the quality was still good. <laughs> uh, the my internet, I don't know, went out or started having problems in it. So it like flashed the time code, and it was when he was starting to build the raft, mm-hmm. and. I was like, oh, this, movie, you know, I was like, oh, this is, this is right, you know, he, this is where he leaves and blah, blah, blah. We're getting close to the end here. And it felt like I had watched, I knew how long the movie was going in. And I was like, well, this makes sense. This is, I, I've been probably watching for about two hours and got, you know, like 10 minutes left. Yeah. Or whatever. Or uh, over two hours. He was, it, that time card flashed and it was like a, uh, an hour 30 I'd watched so far. And I was like, what the hell? This, this like, seems to be taking literally forever to get through. And, yeah, I just don't, I don't know. I think there's a lot that Zemeckis could have cut out here. A lot that he could have cut out and made yeah. this a far better movie. Or a far, yeah. Even, I, I feel like they could have cut some stuff out at the beginning, too. I know they could really wanted to plant stuff that out the seed beginning. about, like, him being so, yeah. like, driven toward time and in, like, you know being on time but I, like that whole entire like a lot of that opening scene was just yeah. like way too long you know yeah yeah it's just yeah not not necessary i mean and yeah, yeah it wasn't really the captivating last, like, like the but uh, dude honestly i think from the plane crash to um when he thinks that kelly couldn't come and then he sees her leaving from like right mm-hmm. after he talked to the, like I think from the plane crash to there was probably some that like was all pretty of the great. best dude, it was pretty awesome that was awesome yeah and that then was, those that endings was by far yeah. the best yeah but the the front and the back the bumpers uh, dude are that, pretty bad they, they ruin it for me yeah they ruin it for me and that's what I'm saying like I think Tom Cruise carries or Tom Cruise got Maverick on my mind see, I dude. think Tom Hanks carries <laughs> All I hear, I all Tom I hear, is you. You agree with me deep down. <laughs> you, you really do agree with me on this. Uh, Tom Hanks carries them, you know, carries it, and yeah, he's not bad. Like all alone on the island talking to a volleyball, pretty good. And that's definitely why he got the Oscar nom. Uh, and I mean, yeah, like he literally had he zero supporting actors. Volleyball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which he does. Of course, he has all the scenes with Kelly and stuff, but. Yeah. Like what you remember, it's him, his, his lines to Wilson, you know, but, uh, anyway, 
I don't want to rag on it too much. Let's. Uh, yeah, no. I, no. I, I brought. It's I brought a good up movie. The, I mean, uh, it's like one of those. It's, it's it's a classic. It's fine. It's it, yeah, it's fine. So I brought up that that package. What's what's that package? What do you think that represents? I mean, obviously, it's representative of something to him, let alone to us. So what what do you think that is? Like perseverance. Like I guess the power to like hold on. You know. Yeah. Kind of like. Yeah. Uh, like you know wanting to like that is like kind of your life you know what i mean like it's whatever's next or whatever and so if he opened that it was kind of over kind of in the same way you know what i mean that's kind of how i looked at it like if he opened that it was done but if he held Once on make to a it choice. Then he still has that yeah exactly yeah so that's I, I, and then I, at the end that's why he didn't chase her because that'd be like opening the package you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you have to have something to yeah. keep going after. You have to have that motivation. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about. Yeah, I don't know about that. That last part about her chasing him, chasing her. But I do agree, pretty much the same principle. I think it represents like hope more yeah. so, or that's what I read. You know, like his hope to that life will go on and yeah. that there's a reason. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that little motivation to so keep pushing like on. So it's like the hope. Yeah, it's the uh, pretty much that life goes on, and you know, there's uh, maybe something. There's always something to like live for, I guess. Yeah. Um, but that could also be the Kelly in his uh, in his watch gave him that too. That was his like motivation to go on too. But anyway, yeah, I, I agree with that. But I don't know about like not chasing her down the road. I think it was just like, no, that's not the that's not the the path I want to go on. I'm going to choose one of these other four corners, you know? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I look I at it the same way that. too. Though, it could you know? be that It's way. like, could because be it, it yeah. kind of like the truck had the same mark as the package, you know, what was inside mm-hmm. the truck is, is the girl What was inside the package. You don't know. It's like chasing that net. You know what I mean? So you could either go after that or you keep that just kind of closed up, tucked away. You know, always a surprise. I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I then, you know, you saying. go you go the opposite way out of the want to keep that, you know, closed. Pandora's box closed kind of in a way. Uh, so according to, like, I guess, the, like, the third, the third script that got was out somewhere in the, in the ether or in the ether somewhere. <laughs> in the internet. Get a hold of. It was apparently uh, two cans of salsa and or two bottles or whatever, two things of salsa and a letter from whatever her name was. Bettina. Was that her name? Uh, Up on the gate there. Yeah. maybe. Uh, And a letter from her to her husband, I guess, to come back. So because at the beginning, remember, you you see on like the gate or the. It says like Ed and Bettina. I think it's Ed. You know what I'm talking about? Sort of, not really. Over the gate, like coming into that farm when the FedEx guy drives in, oh, it says uh, Ed and Bettina Ranch or whatever. Over. Oh, uh, I see. What anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. But but we see her, and then she sends that FedEx. And then we follow the package all the way to Russia, and then it's delivered to that guy, and then we see that woman come behind the guy. So like obviously that guy left. Bettina to be with like his mistress in Russia and she sent a letter that was what it was it was like a letter begging or like asking him to come back and Tulsa I guess um, but 
kind of ruins the uh yeah majesty it makes it it's way better that they didn't say what was in the box yeah that he never knew yeah yeah good choice it is what do you want to talk about? I don't. I don't I mean, have yeah, much. I don't really have much either, dude. I mean, like you know, as far as cinematography goes, I thought it was. I thought it was really creative, and like the crash scene and the, you know, like him cutting his foot on the reef, like the way that they maneuvered the camera, I thought was really good. I liked it. I liked there those scenes. A, I thought they were like pretty good. There was a lot. Of, I I did like the use of handheld. Handheld was pretty yeah. good. Like in the crash scene, and there's some scenes like on the beach. And like on the island that were handheld, that were, there were good uses. I thought. Yeah. Um, but uh, I like the shot yeah, of light. Other you know that, the way they framed light and time. Um. You know, I thought it was kind of cool. Like their lighting throughout was awesome. I guess the way they, sorry, the way they used light and time, like uh, you know, when he was telling time in uh, in his cave. Oh yeah, I still don't understand. Like, cause it's like kind of loops around. Yeah, and, like the calendar. There's no way that works. That, like, is that a thing? That, like, um, I probably does. It reminded me of Indiana Jones when, like, he has to, you know, put that thing in the ground and it, the light. Oh yeah, yeah, goes yeah. to the certain spot. Uh but it, I, I'm sure probably after two years he probably is like this is. I know I'm in. Like he's. Yeah, of course, is crossing off day by day by day, so he knows what month it is, so he can mark on there. Well, it's April right now, and then it's June now. So, and then whatever that line follows, wherever the X is, I'm sure that's probably how it works out because the the sun's a different angle in the sky in June rather than December. You know what I mean? It's higher up. Uh, so it would change the angle of where it's coming into the cave. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting, but I guess when you got four years, you got time to, uh, figure it out, (laughs) create your own calendar on the cave wall, I guess. Uh, but dude, I was, uh, I just, you know, I was trying to, I looked up if the calendar actually worked. And I didn't see anything that said it did or didn't, but I, I did see this um, thing on Screen Rant, and it's like uh, Castaway behind the scenes, and it talks about, I guess like the inspiration was Tom Hanks wanted to just kind of was like, what would happen if a plane full of mail went down in the ocean? And then he yeah. wanted to make something that was better than Gilligan's Island. So, which is kind of funny. Oh, I didn't see he has the Gilligan's Island. He has that like, uh, he has that little jab. And he's like, they don't teach you that. Or thanks for that, Gilligan. Or something like that. When did he say that? I don't remember that. Whenever, I think it was like right after he tried to eat that crab. And it was just goo. Oh, yeah, that was gross. Yeah, I think he said they don't. <laughs> also. They, or you, you didn't say, you didn't mention that, Gilligan. Or something like uh, that. Oh, I must have missed he, that. He does mention it that. somewhere. Yeah. Huh. Speaking of the crabs, how much of, uh. How much of jerks are his friends that he comes back from being stuck on this island and then they give him this big party and it's it's all seafood. Like what the hell? Yeah, I know. It's pretty messed up, huh? <laughs> Dude, that's like worst just friends crab ever. Legs and, fish. and then they're like, Hey, we're like, just what? gonna leave and take your like drinkware and leave you with all the fish and uh and stuff. So do you remember when that's all you could yeah. eat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um I, I, I mean, that's just so 
you want some so coconut weird. milk? You want you want us to get you some? It's like <laughs> kind of the new thing now. It's pretty hip. Like we can grab you some coconut milk if that's something you're into. We just want to make you feel at home, but. <laughs> Uh, uh no I no, I, did I see found the that, line uh, about Gilligan it was whenever he was uh, oh, yeah. it was when he first roasted the crab or whatever he told he turned to Wilson and said I couldn't take much more of those coconuts coconut milk is a natural laxative that's something Gilligan never told you, told us oh okay that's where yeah. it is yeah. yeah that's essentially what they did though he said man I'm sick of coconuts and they were like how about we throw you a party full of coconuts. Uh, no, I didn't see that he was inspired by or thought about Gilligan's or wanted to make something better in Gilligan's Island. I did see it, it was Tom Hanks thought about like a uh, he's like there's multiple times a day there's like 747s going across the Pacific full of packages. He's like, what if one of those went down? I saw that was his inspiration. Then he got a hold of Zemeckis and uh, Broyles. Was that the guy's? Was that the writer's name? Um, um, I don't have that up. Yeah, William Broyles Jr. He, anyway, he got a hold of them, and then they they uh, started going. But uh, yeah, I was because it's not it's not that often that like it's a star's idea for a movie. Yeah, you know, sometimes you know, and they, they'll they'll get a hold of a director if they got an idea for a project. But of course, most of the time, it's the writer or director that takes the initiative but i did think it was interesting that it was actually tom hanks that you know got the ball rolling yeah um that is i mean well you get that in a couple other movies too you know where like the lead actor is like kind of the oh yeah for sure point of the movie uh dude could you imagine getting this is another thing from screen rant the crew i guess was like left on an island uh for days at a time to like learn survival skills like for real i saw that that uh broils did that. yeah could you imagine like they were like hey we're shooting this movie with tom hanks it's gonna be awesome but you're just gonna also have to live for like 10 days out here with nothing but a couple (laughs) packages yeah i saw the broils did like a survival training like seminar or whatever and then kind of did that in himself and so he could know what he was talking about when he was writing it um yeah and speaking of the the crew, uh, they since Tom Hanks had to like it took him like a year to lose because he put a bunch of weight on to play uh, like before what before Castaway Hanks you know in the yeah. first whatever thirty minutes of this movie because he was a little chubby. Uh, he he put weight on there, and then he had to, of course, lose a bunch of weight. And anyway, there was like a year where he had, to, you know, between his weights. So the uh, Zemeckis was like, "Well, I can't just like hang out and wait for Tom Hanks to show up again uh, at the right weight." So while they were waiting, they filmed uh, "What Lies Beneath" with the whole same production crew. Zemeckis directed it. And so he could like keep the whole crew working the whole time oh, and, cool. you know, keep the, keep the, uh, you know, production companies happy or production company happy because they weren't wasting money just waiting for Hanks. Yeah. So they, he filmed both of them within the same, or they both came out in the same year. Of course he started to film Castaway. Then he filmed what lies beneath with, uh, I believe Harrison Ford and then finished filming Castaway and they both released in 2000. And I think they both 
Both made quite a bit of money. Uh, of course, yeah, Castaway did say, great. Negus made money. Castaway did great. And then I think Castaway made, I don't know, a lot. Uh, $430 million Yeah. on $90 million budget. And then What Lies Beneath, I think, made, just internationally made like uh, $150 million. Yeah, What Lies Beneath cost $100 million to make and made... Two hundred ninety-one million. So I mean, Robert Zemeckis was just raking it in in two thousand. Yeah, he just was making money, dude. <laughs> Absolutely killing it. Um, but I thought he that said, was. Hey, I really I don't, don't want to have to work after two thousand and one. So <laughs> it's not that often that like a director or I guess the whole crew will work on two movies, pretty much two movies at once. I know the first one that comes to mind is the Coen Brothers did that with, uh, I believe. They were trying to figure out, and they were like getting writer's block. So when they were working on writing that, they they made Barton Fink, and then they came back later on. And it's like that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that uh, is pretty wild. But it's I it's not very often that you can that somebody can make you know <laughs> two films at once pretty much. Um, but anyway, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, interesting workaround for Zemeckis. Yeah, for sure. Save some money. That is super interesting. And just to kind of keep everybody working too is pretty cool. Yeah, it works, works pretty. If you can actually pull it off and it's not a disaster, because it could very easily like be a disaster and both of them go downhill fast. Yeah. Uh, but I pulled it off. Uh, the only problem I had with, uh, I guess I'm changing gears here. But speaking of Tom Hanks, like body transformation, yeah, the transformation from him before to like four years later is great. wild. No problems yeah. at all. It looks great. But then when he's on after he gets found, he's on the plane. What I assume is like a day later, right from when he was floating on the sea. No, it said four four the, weeks later. Oh, that's right. Nevertheless, uh, he his face <laughs> it's it looks the exact same like tint of white as the beginning of the movie. Like he would his his face should be like a freaking baseball mitt at this point, and it's just like now like I get you cut the hair and get the beard off that's fine, but his face is, should look totally different, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. It bothered me. It bothered me a lot. I was like, this dude. See, I think I think I think as we go through this podcast, you're getting more and more on board with the idea that Tom Hanks, great idea. Tom Hanks is an actor in this movie. I don't know how stellar that idea was. Well, that wasn't his fault. That was the production designer whatever hey all I'm saying, Ryan, is it sounds like you're agreeing with me more more and more as we go on. Just throwing that out there. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's true, for better or worse. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just like, how can they not at least, like, yeah, I didn't even you know, that. make his face look a little bit leather, more leathery. It just looked like, it looked like Tom Hanks in the beginning of the movie. He didn't look different at all. And you're right, it was four weeks later, but four weeks, you still, it reminded me of that one episode of Seinfeld where Kramer smokes, <laughs> uh, has all those people over at his apartment to smoke. He he like starts a smoking club, <laughs> and his face turns into. He, Jerry says his face looks like a catcher's mitt. He's like you've taken in a lifetime 
uh, you've taken in a lifetime supply of smoke in 72 hours. <laughs> and, and that's what I thought with Tom Hanks. I was like, you took a lifetime supply of sun in four years and he looks normal in another four weeks. Give me a break. But I digress. Come on, Zemeckis. Man, you went deep on it. But anyway. Um, I'm surprised he was still so, so cool to FedEx, dude. <laughs> I've been like, hey, I know I was, I know dude. I was like 500 miles away, but you guys couldn't have tried a little harder if you knew about an island down here. <laughs> like, you guys couldn't, have, I don't know, put a little bit more effort in, huh? Can you imagine the settlement he got? Oh yeah, dude, made, dude got bank. Uh, Hypothetically, but, um, <laughs> so I guess there's there's not a lot to talk about with this movie it's pretty surface level so i don't really want to dive deep in anything no it's a good movie like, i mean overall it's just like a you know right it's it's it does what it wants to I do i think it's like I'll above it's an above average movie on my on my scale slightly yeah it's, it's slightly. about average on my scale what um, i gave it a three and a half what'd you give it didn't you give a four i gave it a three. Oh, all right well then that scale makes sense <laughs> <laughs> I thought you out. gave it a four. My bad. But yeah, I I mean this, it's like there's there's stuff about like appreciation for life, and uh, you know living your life like it's your only one. You know yeah. living your life as not you taking it for actually want to live it, and not taking yeah not taking it for granted, and not I don't want to say like not because not being a workaholic isn't like really the total point but it's like enjoy life and the things that you have and don't like overlook them and be concerned with something else because uh there's a scene when he goes into kelly's house and he's like talking to her and they go into the kitchen and he's like it's a nice house and she's like yeah oh, it's got it's got a nice mortgage too and then he's like oh this is you know your your little girl's looks uh, beautiful and she's like well she's a handful and it's like he's saying like all the things that are good he's like oh your life is yeah you know you have a good life and she's like finding all the, the all the problems with it you know what i mean yeah and it's like because he's been gone he's found this newfound appreciation for like for what for what you have you should be appreciative of it and she's still kind of even though he's come back and uh, kind of changed her could you imagine how wild that would be? Rattled her. Yeah, it kind of rattled. Yeah, kind of rattled her. I do. I. That'd be the most wildest thing in the world. That'd be insane. But she's but but she's still like concerned with. She still do, can't appreciate things for what they are. It seems. Yeah. Like. You know what I mean. Uh, whereas he finally can, and I and it goes along and and it. Probably nice that he gets a settlement of FedEx too, and he can do whatever he wants now. Yeah, I mean, but, he doesn't have like to he work was so again, concerned but he about... almost died for every day for fifteen hundred days. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, he's just kind of like you know wherever I'll just go wherever I want to go and like kind of live my life, you know, just kind of live it how I want to live it and see where I see where it takes me. Yeah, I mean, and I think I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about time. I'm not concerned about deadlines. I'm not concerned about any of that that he was concerned about at the beginning. Because, you know, at the beginning he says, we live and die by time. Yeah. And that, it's that quote back is on time. true. It's, it's, it's true at the beginning and it's true at the end. But it's, 
it's true for different reasons. Like at the beginning, it's like we live and die by time. Like it's so important for our job to be, you know, uh, on schedule and like deliver these packages, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But at the end, it I think it comes to, into a meaning like we live and die by time. It's like we we can either we can either live you know in this the rat race and you know be running twenty four seven and always be concerned with the next thing, or we can you know live in the moment and in the time we have because we're gonna we're gonna the time's gonna catch up to us eventually and we're gonna die. But you might as well enjoy it what we, what you have now and not be overly concerned with time, you know? Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, you know, I think too, at the end, at the end, he kind of says it like whenever she pulls in, she's like, where are you heading? He's like, well, I'm trying to figure that out now, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like he's not, he's not concerned. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he obviously has a map out and he's wondering where he's going, but like, it's not a big deal. He's like, yeah, you know, he goes out to the crossroads and he's looking and, and you get the feeling like it, it doesn't matter or it doesn't matter to him which direction he turns. Could you imagine you know? how casual he's with like, maps you would be if you were just lost on an island for four years? You'd come back and you'd be like, doesn't matter where I drive because you know what? <laughs> I can just sleep wherever at a hotel. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, oh. it's all roads. Or do you think he came back with just like a hippie mentality? Like, we're all kind of on an island, man. <laughs> the whole earth is kind of like an island uh shoot um well i guess i guess that's pretty much it i i did think about this uh i kept thinking when like when the credits rolled uh the first thing i thought of was you remember when we watched i'm thinking of ending things that garbage charlie kaufman movie yeah that was not dude Uh, that was such a yeah (laughs) that movie ticked me off um, but anyway, there's the, the mini movie inside of that movie mm-hmm. that the janitor watches and it's directed by Robert Zemeckis. Mm. Uh, I don't know if you remember that, but it I sort of do. Mind. Yeah. That movie was kind of weird, dude. In a, and, in a lot of like the more I think about it, <laughs> it was weird. I love Charlie Kaufman, but that movie, that was, movie was pretty, was that was top notch. Yeah. Miss. That was pretty, <laughs> I'm not like, I would never, if somebody was like, Hey, do you want to watch this again? No hard pass. <laughs> I will. I'll defend Snecticky till the day I die. Snecticky, New York was baller. Yes, that was good. <laughs> but anyway, that that had that mini movie and it was directed by Robert Zemeckis. And when the credits rolled for this, all I could think of was was that. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of funny. But anyway, kind of uh, irrelevant story, but that's what I thought of. I had to put that in there. Thanks for throwing um, that on the record. We appreciate it. Yeah, I had to put it on the record. It's <laughs> now I'm probably every time I watch a Zemeckis and I watched a Zemeckis movie last week too. Well, not the whole thing. I caught the, uh, I caught the a port. Well, pretty much the end of uh, Back to the Future, um, which is probably Zemeckis' best movie. Definitely Zemeckis' best movie. It's better than Forrest Gump, in my opinion. I don't know. Forrest Gump's pretty good. Forrest Gump is good. I'm not gonna. I don't. It's I'm pretty not good. Forrest, Forrest Gump's Gump. pretty awesome. Bad. But I like. I like Back to the Future better. Uh but anyway, that's probably enough to make us talk. Anyways, uh, they're both better than Beowulf. Man, that movie sucks. <laughs> that movie was trash. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was trash. 
Oh, uh, we watched that uh, in like eighth grade or seventh grade. I remember watching that, and I it, think it was like tenth grade. Oh, because it was when we read Beowulf. Uh, no, the movie was. But yeah, that was the movie's garbage. Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know why you got in that that weird animation kick with that. No, dude, Beowulf was two thousand seven, yeah. dude. Yeah, but yeah, we were. That would have been after we watched it after it came out. Yeah, I said it. Or I did. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, so did I. Eighth grade. Yeah, but I watched it like in 10th grade, oh. way after it came oh, out. Oh, okay. That's what I, I'm pretty sure I watched that in high school, but maybe I didn't. Maybe I don't know. But moral of the story is the movie's not good. No, the movie is not good at all. Not even in, not even <laughs> a little bit. Like, you wouldn't even think to put right. that in his file. He got in that weird, that weird like, uh, what's the what's the technology word? CGI. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, but it's when a robot's kind of human, but it's not human enough. Uncanny Valley. He got in that Uncanny Valley animation, and it just didn't. It doesn't work. But no. anyway, that's. But you know what it uh, reminds me of? <laughs> that's what I thought hoodwinked animation quality was. <laughs> when when hoodwink came hoodwink. out dude that's what i like hoodwink was bad no but animation. before before Love you watch movie. it before you watch bad it again animation. as the adult as an adult the adult <laughs> before you watch it again as an adult though like whenever i was a kid up until the point that i watched it for this podcast i thought that was like the best <laughs> animation that has ever been done <laughs> it was actually garbage dude, and then you watch it back and you're like you can <laughs> see the, you can see the flaws like yeah but oh, man. anyways, anyways, well, anyways, we're all, we're getting else? all off topic. No, I don't. I don't. I think we covered everything. You know? right. It's, 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 it is what it is. It's a good movie. It's a classic. Um, I don't know if it's classic. Uh, it's, it, it's kind of a class. Like Wilson's pretty iconic, dude. He is iconic. It's not, he's so iconic. I kept calling this movie Wilson. <laughs> I think I might've said that at the beginning too, where I said it right before we started, but, um, yeah, I just kept calling. I was like, oh, I'm watching Wilson this week. Everyone's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, cast away. <laughs> like, I'm like, Obviously. I'm disgusted. They don't know my slang for it. I'm like, don't you know that I call it Wilson? Me and everybody else. Anyways, um, no, it's a good movie. I don't really have anything more to say. I'm just rambling on now. <laughs> All <laughs> right. But that's what, um, you, that's what you tune in for. That's what you tune in for. <laughs> <laughs> So since this one, since this episode came out a week late, I think the plan is we'll release one next week too, and then we'll be back on the two week thing, maybe. Yeah, I'm cool with that plan. Good maybe. We right. probably squeeze that in. Maybe. We'll Got see. a wedding we'll next see. weekend. We'll see how it fits. Got a wedding next weekend, yes. so. Huh. We both do. Oh yeah. That's right. Uh, you're. I think you're probably more in depth. I'm just showing up. Um, That's pretty much what I'm doing but right yeah. now. <laughs> Yeah, there's every day. I'm just showing nah, up. Yeah, I just show up and do my best. All right, man. I'm just out here trying to make people smile. But yeah, anyway, we'll uh, we'll see what we can do. But I guess we don't know what we're doing. We don't know. Week. I tried to talk. You tried to talk me into a Maverick. I don't want to do another. Top I think gun. we should. <sighs> we should. We should delete we'll our old it. Top Gun. We'll we can it. only. Yeah, only <laughs> having one Top Gun is fine with me. But that <laughs> means we have to delete the old Top Gun so we can talk about the new Top Gun. I'll go back and see that movie in theaters. Again. Dude, I would love to see it in IMAX, if I'm being honest. 
I think that would be cool. Anyways, now we don't have any movie uh, ideas for next week, but if you do, you can hit us up at Roll It Podcast on Instagram and Twitter or at Roll It Podcast at gmail.com and uh, let us know what you'd like us uh, to discuss, to dive into, to watch. Um, any movie uh, suggestions are considered and usually used. So write in. Let us know what you think of the podcast and everything else. Ryan, did I cover it all? Uh, I think you hit everything. If you want, give us a uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd appreciate that. Uh, other than that, I think that's about it. It's tired, or <laughs> it's tired. It's late. I'm tired, so I think that'll the clock, about do the it. The clock ticks uh, past 10 p.m. on a school night. Ryan's like, "Hey, dude, I'm barely, I'm barely <laughs> alive barely over a- here, man. I can't keep my eyes open. I'm, ba- <laughs> I'm functioning. I'm barely functioning." But it's uh, it's bedtime. So I guess we will see y'all in probably a week, maybe two weeks. We'll, we'll, minimum, we'll see. We'll see, you, we'll see you minimum seven days, maximum keep, 14. <laughs> keep an eye on your feed and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you then. See you later.